Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. We're finally here. It's time for Power 5 NFL Draft Talk. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the King of the Pacific Northwest, and with me, as always, is AJ, hashtag Pac-12 after dark greater than breakfast with the Pac-12, Marchese. This breakfast thing is a terrible idea. I don't know. Read Andy Staples' article at at The Athletic, and it makes a lot of strong points about why they did it. Uh, No. So, read it, and then, like, I totally thought it was dumb, too, and I'm kind of understand it now today we're going to continue our summer scouting series with my favorite conference the pac-12 let's hit it seven rounds in heaven with my baby going out to vegas maybe looking for a young or a two don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot good deals, and red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. I'd like some tickets to some red hot breakfast with the Pac-12 football games. Because the Pac-12 is booming (laughs) and I love it because it's by far my favorite conference. Why? I have like a weird affinity. Like this is even. This has been for years. I've loved the Pac-12. Other than the original Big East, it's the Pac-12 for me. Like there's like I feel like there's not a lot of in between either. I really love a couple of the, these teams, or I don't care about them. It's honestly for me, it's more just the like the Pac-12 itself. Just such a strange thing that exists. Uh, and I like it when USC is that- bad. So. That, that's just your East Coast bias. Classic. Talking. Classic. Okay, let's dive right in. Quarterback talk. Had he come out in the 2019 NFL draft, Justin Herbert would have been the second QB selected. I'm positive of that. Maybe I'm not. Dave Gettleman runs the Giants. 
But here we are. We're talking Justin Herbert. We're diving right in on Justin Herbert, Herbert, the Oregon quarterback, who is my quarterback one right now. I don't know if you have Tua above him, but Herbert's my one. Herbert's also my one right now. Uh, I don't see that changing for me. I, li- I like uh, Tua, but I think there's a lot more to like with Justin Herbert. All the tools are there, right, Robert? It's... The the, the ball placement is what puts him above everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know what? You know what made me appreciate the ball placement more is watching all the Pac-12 DBs. You know, like they're, they're in really good position to make a play on the ball. And the the <laughs> Pac-12 DBs are no joke. Mm-hmm. Like, this is mm-hmm. one of the strongest corner conferences, I would say. So many guys could have had pass breakups, but Herbert just had that ball placed perfectly. Yeah. And, it, and it's not like every once in a while. It's consistent. If... Specifically, the games that stood out to for me were the Stanford game and the Cal game. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just tossing dimes. Obviously, the size you love six six two thirty three got bigger apparently. Yeah, he he Pac twelve media day. He said he's two forty. He was two forty around the, the Pac twelve media day last year as well. Um, mm-hmm. so he's put on uh, weight on a on a good frame. Big nice. arm. There's never been a question about his actual arm strength. Nope. I think he has great footwork, great touch, poise. Obviously, he's mobile, but he's not a run-first guy. He uses it to his advantage. Kind of reminds me of Carson Wentz in that way. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I, I see parts of Carson Wentz's game in Justin Herbert's um, mm-hmm. with his ability to attack downfield, to extend plays with his legs. Um, just His ball placement is just lovely. I, I really think Justin Herbert could end up one of the highest-graded quarterbacks if he takes another step this year that I've ever seen. I like again, like I said, all the tools are there, right? The height, the size, uh like you said, the athleticism, the arm strength, the ball placement, like he's one of those five tool quarterbacks that to take a baseball term, yeah. right? You know? It, it, all the boxer checks with Herbert. And yeah, I think I agree with you. If he came out last year, uh, taking Daniel Jones over him would have been extremely stupid. But yeah, and, and like uh, I, I think we we're both fans of Dwayne Haskins, and we love his fit in Washington. Love, love that he's there. Yes, and thought he's a first round guy. But I would say Justin Herbert over him, and by a fairly large margin for me at least. I have a higher grade on. Yeah, I have a pretty, pretty much. Uh, yeah, pretty big margin of higher and grade I, for Herbert. I don't. I right now. like. I think that like a Kyler versus Herbert. Conversation would have been really interesting, but ultimately because of the situation in Schematics. Arizona, like it was always going to be Kyler. Yeah. I mean, they traded Josh Rosen for him. So, um, yeah. Any anything that stood out that he really needs to improve on for you? Uh, I think it's just like, some consistency yeah, that's issues, not, and that's right? what he. I think we've been saying that last, last since last year when we, we uh, thought he could, was more likely than not to come out. We just talked about yep. consistency game to game. Um, he's talked about it all off season as a uh, Oregon fan. I've uh, mm-hmm. been reading up all on that, and if he if he does, like I I think he's a serious Heisman contender. With that, with, with uh, the offensive, yeah. obviously they need to improve their pass catchers, but just his tools in that offensive line, I think he could put up massive numbers. I again, yeah, I agree with you, and I just want to see them hand the offense over to him completely. You know what yeah. I mean? Just let him go and ball out, because again, yeah, like like the consistency. Like you'll have a three hundred yard game, then you have like a hundred and eighty. And it didn't game. help that last year's only consistent pass catcher was Dylan Mitchell, who is now gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Um, okay. The question now becomes, in the Pac-12, who is your second quarterback? Uh, you know, I, I like the group here, to be it's honest. A good, it's, uh, well, I mean, helpful that it's our first Power 5 conference, but it is a good group of, and it tends to be a good group of QBs in the Pac-12. It does. Um, my second-ranked quarterback in the Pac-12 is Jacob Eason from Washington Same now. with me. Obviously, there's a big what-if. Uh, because yes. we haven't seen him, we're we're going off his freshman tape at Georgia. Yes, which he was damn impressed. He was more impressive watching that tape than I felt like he was in the moment. I a hundred percent agree. I I honestly going went into Jacob Eason thinking like, okay, I remember him in Georgia and he looked good for a freshman. And I'm like, uh, lots of hype around him, and I'm like, I'm not sure how much I'm going to like him. And then I end up liking him quite. Another a bit. guy who is big, six five, two thirty. He looks the part perfectly. Has right? an incredible arm. That's why mm-hmm. the hype is there, even though he hasn't played since his true freshman year at Georgia. The, he, he spins the ball so nicely. Sorry, he did like, play as a sophomore, but got hurt. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, well, first two games, I think. I yeah, forget. But Anyways. yeah, the size, the arm talent, uh, fairly clean mechanics. Yep. Uh, and again, this is all of his true freshman tape. I thought, I mean, what was it, the Missouri game where he let it come back? That was impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, if he can put it all together for Washington, he's by far the most talented quarterback I think they've ever had. Uh, <laughs> no, no offense to many, especially Jake Locker. Jake Locker. <laughs> but uh, he'll need to improve again. It's hard to say that because it's off freshman, but freshman. It, he, it was very good freshman. Yeah, he needs yeah. to improve his decision making and his, his consistent uh, poise from the pocket. Obviously, his uh, accuracy that's... can be a bit of an issue in throwing with touch. But all yeah. the physical tools are definitely there, Jacob Eason. And, I mean, I, if he does put it together, Washington has talent, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I could see him being in the first-round conversation for sure. I agree. Uh, I forgot to ask you, you have a first-round grade on Herbert, yeah, right? I do. Okay, I threw a top 15 he grade is on currently him. my, just off my big board, he, Justin Herbert is the third overall player after Grant Delp okay. and Jerry Judy. Okay, Jacob Eason, what what a uh, grade you I got? got a fourth round grade. I that's also have a fourth freshman round tape. So, and that's I know that's impressive, and I agree with you. Like the issues of decision making, working through progressions, uh, zeroing in on receivers, the short accuracy. I didn't He's like. He's a very big boomer bus guy this year for sure. He'll be dissected mm-hmm. game to game like no other. But I see like I see Jameis Winston type of quarterback in his game. Interesting. Uh, Who do you want to go to next? I think there's a clear third guy. I think the like to me it's Herbert Eason. Then the third guy is clearly KJ Costello, and then there's a drop. I I agree. I have draftable grades obviously on all three of those guys, and then uh, that's same. It. Okay, so we're on the same page. Costello yeah. not nearly the same physical specimen as Herbert Eason, but he's built well, six four two fifteen, a little wiry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Not like a massive arm like either of them, but a good arm. Solid, yeah, for sure. Enough. Good footwork. I thought his deep accuracy was solid. Really liked his poise. Um, he's only entering his retro junior year, so he might not mm-hmm. even come out. Um, he's playing in a pro-style type scheme, which is nice. Yeah. I think, see, what, what I see with KJ Costello is the guy who's going to go in the third or fourth round and the classic developmental starter tag on. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly, I agree with you. Like, um, I see... I, I know I keep comping these QBs. It's just with all three of them, I, I strongly felt this way. And with him, it was Kirk Cousins type of quarterback. 
mm-hmm. where it's he's not wowing you with anything, but it's his mental makeup and just the poise overall, and he kind of has enough with everything else where you could see, you could build around him. Uh, quickly to the poise, one of the major flaws actually, I thought, uh, I think he just can get better at, at his pocket presence, like. Oftentimes, he just didn't feel the pressure pr- well and didn't move in the pocket great, and it got him into trouble and, like, picks and stuff. Uh, what game was that? That was big in the Notre Dame game mm-hmm. this year. I Saw thought that. that was worst game by far. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, like, honestly, I, I statistically, it was a bad game, I believe, and I threw it on expecting to, like, be, be worse. unimpressed yeah. overall. And I was still came away pretty yeah. impressed by Costello. He, so. He's going to have to – there's no J.J. Arcega-Whiteside this year. And seeing how he adjusts yeah. with that will be interesting. But he's a guy who isn't afraid um, to test people downfield or attack the middle of the field. He uses his tight ends mm-hmm. quite well. I think there's a lot of interestingness with KJ Costello. Uh, what grade do you throw on him? I have him in the fourth as well. I gave a fifth-round grade to Costello. I don't have him that far behind Eason. I don't have to. No, uh, me I neither, also but, struggle uh, to put a massive, like, anything on Because, again, that's his freshman tape. I know. I know. Um, did you like much from any of these other QBs? Define much. Like, do you uh, think Steven Montez deserves the hype he's been getting, the Colorado QB? Uh, he is my next is, rated quarterback. He is mine, too, because he's massive and has a huge arm. Yeah, uh, like the, the pieces are there. I have an undrafted, but no. I have an undraftable he, grade You know who he, he reminds me of? Cardell yeah. Jones. That's sick. Just the size, the arm talent, but it's just so anything can happen with Steve Montez in charge. Yeah, I mean, like, for 230, he moves really well. I like that. He's going to be propped up as something that he's not, I'm thinking. Probably. I mean, honestly, I think we felt that from his freshman year at Colorado. Cepho was always better than him, though. <laughs> but you know, when Montez took the field, there was quite a bit of hype. Well, around he's him. A, um, he's a impressive quarterback for Colorado to have. Oh, he is. He's a good college quarterback. He, there um, is a, a situation where if he does take some leaps accuracy wise and just overall poise and uh, decision making, yeah. like he could be worth a late day three pick. I'm just not there with him right uh, now. No, I, I agree with that. Like draft winners going to hate that, him though. Yeah, but you know what the NFL is going to see in him and like it, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Um, um, the other guys, uh, I thought, honestly, I thought Khalil Tate was better than I was expecting. Uh, he, dr- I kind of liked him last summer. But yeah, I, I thought, he, I agree. Like, throwing on this year's tape, I thought he had a worse year than he did this year. But it was not uh, He, you know he I mean? just reminds me a lot of Braxton Miller. I think the position change talk will definitely come up with him. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. There's, I don't think there's enough there arm wise or mechanically. Uh, no, that playmaker yeah. though for sure. What, what are your um, thoughts on Tyler Huntley, the Utah QB? Uh, he's a fun college quarterback. I think uh, CFL short yardage guy. Possibly. I mean, uh, kind of like Huntley's been there for a while now already, right? But like fun to watch at Utah. He's, I think the, he's, he's kind of the perfect Utah QB. He's good. <laughs> He, he doesn't like when he takes snaps under center. His legs are so weird. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing. Like but anyway, Baker Mayfield's like that still. Yeah, I know. Sure, it's still it still weirds me out when I see it though. Uh, um, and then will Gage Gabrud get the Mike Leach Washington State bump that we saw last year with, um, with Gardner and Shea, who who okay, we both so, hated go in the second yeah. last year went to Washington State and we both came away like I I, I liked Gardner and in the end. 
Yeah, me too. I had a draftable grade on him. And originally, Gardner Minshew, I believe, at this point last year, was my lowest-rated quarterback. I hated him. <laughs> and I think last year, I didn't like Gage Cabrude very much. Uh, I kind of like him right now, Rob. I have, I I have see, him behind Tate and Huntley. Uh, I have him over Tate and Huntley, behind Montez. Like, he's just not accurate deep. He's a, he honestly, no. he, from what he can do, he's a good fit in the air raid with Mike Leach. That's that's what I'm thinking. Like you know, he's tough. He's smart. I, exactly. Savvy at extending the plays, making throws off script. I think he's going to fit this Leach system. He, and like, he is a good fit there. If if he yeah. stays healthy, he uh, he'll be an interesting one. Just because he is very much similar story to Gardner Minshew. He is. I don't think the arm talent is NFL level. No, I also don't think he's the same. Um, off-script playmaker that Gardner Minshew was, and I don't think he has the same kind of like just poison overall moxie that Gardner Minshew had. Uh, but I agree. C- CFL I think, is a I real think, possibility for him. Uh, well, that's what I was about to say. I said in my notes, CFL future possible. Heck yeah! Plus, Eastern Washington's like a if, if, goddamn yeah. pipeline well, he, at the CFL. He made the mistake of going to Washington State from there, though. He should have stayed at he, Eastern Washington if you want to play in the CFL. Yeah, now he's got to be like a OC. And or honestly, something. I've always said. Central Washington, better. Also better. Better better for the CFL. Okay. Don, fun crop. It is a fun crop. I'm really excited. Like, we know what... We, Her, Herbert's going to be exciting no matter what. I'm super excited to see Eason. Me too. He is if, um, one of the, the five QBs I'm most excited for this year. It. I mean, yeah. It's going to be just weird because I feel like we've been scouting Justin Herbert for... This is our third year of... Yeah. I know. I'm kind of sick of him, but I love him. <laughs> I uh, was kind of falling out of love, just in term, not in terms of grade and tape and everything. And then after watching yeah. a bunch of crappy group of five QBs and going back yeah. and watching more Justin Herbert, just like this guy is wonderful. You appreciate him again. Yeah, and I was like reflecting, like in five years when he's in the NFL and he's a Pro Bowler, I'm just gonna think back and be like, God, he was one of the funnest college quarterbacks. Again, I just want to see him like. Take over that I, offense and get I on think, the leash I think there. we need to con- learn to consistently appreciate the super talents we watch, like the Saquon Barkleys of the world. The, it's the very, po- very poetic, yeah. Rob. Uh, okay, running back time. Um, I think this is a two-two running back, two-star running backs in this conference. My uh, so far through our summer scouting series, so all the group five to the power five now, uh, my two highest rated running backs are in this uh, in this conference. Both both yeah, top uh, fifty players on my board as of now. Uh, Ooh, but okay. okay. Who is your number one Pac twelve running back? Zach Moss, okay. Utah. Mine's Eno Benjamin, Arizona State. They're not too far apart for me. Me neither. They're within like ten spots on my big board. That's very close. Okay. Uh, Damn, I'm, you're really high on him, eh? Who do you want to start with? Um, we can start with Zach Moss. Sure. Who I think could have... Last year, uh, prior to him getting injured, I there was a point in time he was my number one running back in last year's class. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, okay. 5'9", 222. He's built like a, a tank, but he's twitchy. Mm-hmm. He, he is. He's twitchy, quick, like quickness in the hole, big time burst for a thicker dude. Uh, and mm-hmm. but runs well behind his pads with power. I see. Yeah. I'm not surprised. In great contact balance, I am not surprised that you are hot. Like Zach Moss is your one because yeah. he reminds me a lot of Aaron Jones. That's that's a good comp. 
just like in the way he's built in yep. his combo of tw- twitchiness and contact mm-hmm. balance I just see a lot of Aaron Jones there I, I honestly don't disagree with you um, it's like he's just kind of like very classic well rounded back you know and what I mean could, he that could one... be a guy who ends up being the sixth running back of the board because the class is insane but a guy yeah. where you're taking he he could be like the David Montgomery of this class where he goes in the third round but is immediately the starter in a good offense and producing big time numbers which I think David what Montgomery a, like, will do for the Bears. So what what what? Yeah, I agree. What round grade do you have on Mossy? Uh, second. Oh wow! Okay, I have a second on him and you know Benjamin. I have a fourth on both of them. Oh, you're low on them, eh? Yeah, they're running backs. But I don't know what that means. That's why I give them a second. Which means they're really first round picks, baby. I, I mean, I like them a lot. I think let's we'll talk about them. I'm I'm just trying to find my notes because I must have saved it in the wrong place. What else is new? <laughs> like, uh, okay, yeah. I'll just hop over to Eno real quick. Eno Benjamin five nine two zero one. Not the biggest back in the world. I love his no. vision. I love his contact balance. He's very elusive in the, in the hole, and he has I I think borderline elite short area quickness. Um. Yeah, just an absolute instinctual runner. See him pull off some nasty spin moves here and there. I see some Dalvin Cook to his game. Yeah, who I think we both love Dalvin Cook. I do love Dalvin. I I don't know if I'm not there with Benjamin. Um, I do just some knocks. Not the most powerful runner behind his pads. Uh, If you get a clean shot on him, Mm -hmm. um, not great in pass pro. Again, that's going to come up a lot. I think ball security is a little bit, little bit of an issue, but yeah, um, I yeah, there was because what the Washington game, yes. he fumbled twice, but didn't yes. lose either of them. Um, he he can be a little boomer busty. Mm-hmm. You can, uh, and then just hopping back to Moss on looking for. I think Moss is the safer player in like, that. I Benjamin I just has yeah. much more upside in my mind, um, yeah. and then with Moss. I think he can be a little sketchy catching uh, the ball of the backfield. Again, pass ball, yeah. but that's most of them. And he has ball security problems, too. Uh, d- did Benjamin lose any fumble? I tried to find the stats, it's like, but I wasn't... for some reason, the hardest stat in the world to find is lost I... fumbles from college running backs. I, I remember know. last year, I was trying to like compile them. Just because you're not going to see all games of their career, so you want to have a number in mind. But you can't. Mm-hmm. So it's just like when you yeah. watch... Game to game, you just have to make notes on them. Yeah, because on, on ESPN, uh, Benjamin was credited with not fumbling, which I know wasn't true, and not losing. Yeah, you fumbles. can't. Like, it's, it's the most bizarre thing in the world. No one wants to track. Maybe that's our job. <laughs> Niche, I mean, cottage I, industry for us. I, I remember finding, like, Miles Sanders' fumble rate stats yeah, last year. Yeah, but that year, was. But like, I, I think that type of stuff comes out more closer to the draft because. Yeah, like analytics people are breaking down the draft by that point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, I think both have the potential to be start. Obviously, I'm high on both with second round grades, but both have yes. starter qualities to, in the NFL. I uh, I mean I I, I agree. With I you. have a hard time um, seeing either dropping out of, if if all goes well this year, dropping out of my top five running backs in the class. It's a good class, though. But yeah, that's to that's me. Fair. It's like. Swift, Etienne, and then it's a very open, I think. Let me just double check. Not not a Taylor fan, Rob? I, I think he's in that, the, like, the... With yeah, like, Benjamin? I think it's after the Swifts and Etiennes of the world. 
it's a uh, Benjamin Moss Taylor um, uh, J.K. Dobbins I know some people are low mm-hmm. on him but I'm still high on him and then like Keyshawn Vaughn like that's the next tier of guys and then Cam, Cam mm-hmm. Akers is a really interesting guy but hey we'll talk about him at the ACC any of these other running yes. backs really get you uh, draftables? Yeah, I, uh... I have like. one more draftable. I have, uh, two more draftable. Okay. My next, my next back is C.J. Verdell. Okay, see, with him, I, he is not my next back, but I was pleasantly surprised with him. Me but he's too. a guy who I um, really don't see coming out. No, me neither, but I, I do like him. Uh, Redshirt sophomore, good contact balance, some decent quickness, can catch the pass well. Um, mm-hmm, exactly. I just don't think he has a ton of upside. There's not like a ton of athleticism in his game or power. Um, I, I think I think like for like what is it like two hundred? Yeah, two hundred nine, five nine, two hundred nine. I think for his size, he, he runs behind he's, his pads. He's a tough well. little runner. Yeah, he is. I, I, I'm sorry, I can't find I, any of my I, running back I, I notes. I don't know Matt Breda because of that tough running back. <laughs> I like it. I, I like sixth, seventh round grade for me, but he's my next guy. Yeah, I have guy. him just outside of draftable. Uh, my my okay. guy after Benjamin and Moss is Stephen Carr of USC. Okay, see, uh, we'll talk about Stephen Carr. Is, like, there's there's the interesting. I don't think there. this is a guy I'm seeing as like an RB one type or mm-hmm. anything. And, and mind you, I have, I have like a sixth or seventh round grade on him. Um, he is more of that role player guy. Where I, I really yeah. love his open field elusiveness. He's very very quick in the hole. I think uh, decent burst. I like his pass catching ability a lot. He's really smooth, and he's built pretty well for that type of running back. Yep. No, he's he's good. Was he six six two oh five two ten ish? Um, yeah. And, and a guy who's I think gonna have a much larger role in year three at USC. So uh, I he think he so could really help himself this year. I like a lot of his tools, but I understand why you're not there yet on him. Because it's more yeah, of a projection with him. Yeah, um, exactly. I'm like I'm borderline draftable with him, but um, I I actually like the the Washington pick. Now this is a guy who could explode up the board, and it's it's yeah. funny because he's undersized like Miles Gaskin, and I yeah. see him in that type of role. Yeah, me, Salva, me, he's Salvin Ahmed. I hope that's yeah. it. He's explosive though. His quickness and burst. Yeah. Those are the two things that stood out for me. Can't pass block at all. Uh, and <laughs> no. he's fumbly as well. I also like to yeah, see him catch is. the ball a little better. Um, but as a role player, if, if he improves as a pass catcher, like he's got everything you're looking for in that satellite type back. And again, with Gaskins gone and a competent quarterback there now, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what he does in this offense, yeah. right? He, he's... Uh, he, he's another yeah. bit of a projection, but this could be... Yeah, I've had a late day three grade on him, but it, 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 for sure a big projection, but really interesting. Yeah. Um, what did you think of UCLA running back Joshua Kelly? Were you un, unimpressed? I was unimpressed, So, with yeah. him, it's like, I know he put up huge numbers, and he's at UCLA playing for Chip Kelly. 1,200 yards. He yeah. had, all, like, a lot of hype, and I was just, I don't know. I saw a guy who had some quickness, some burst. But not a whole lot else, I and mean, I think he ran for like three hundred yards in, the, in against USC, and I was just like, it was like the least impressive three hundred yard game I've ever seen. Yeah, it was just a lot of like outside the tackles running and like easy holes, and like he doesn't have very good vision. I, I found uh, very uh, little yeah. power. Like he's going down on first contact a lot. Like there's not a lot of contact balance, if even if you don't get a clean shot on him. Um, mm-hmm. Not a great pass catcher. Not a great pass blocker doesn't secure the ball that well. I don't I don't know. He's just very just 
running through big open spaces. Yeah, I agree with you. And I thought that game was more about USC's defense sucking. <laughs> yeah, a very upright runner too. Which yeah, I just I, I didn't much. enjoy watching him. No, neither did I, I. I'm sure he's going to be a guy who because I'm sure he'll put up big numbers again this year. Um, he'll be mm-hmm. a guy who's heavily debated. JJ Taylor also, the Arizona running back, had some hype, and I just didn't see that. Uh, I like he's fun because he's five right? six one eighty four. Yeah, he's quick and whatnot, but uh, not draftable for me either. But uh, like Kelly and Taylor, are like kind of yeah, close. I had them same grade. And Artavius Pierce, he'll get a camp call. Yes. Uh, okay, wide receivers. This is a, it's it's a very like interesting group. Obviously, the the head honcho is Colorado receiver Lavisca Chanel Jr. Okay, yeah, you want to start there? Sure. Ch- Chanel is very interesting. Uh, he's a he he's a six two two twenty five slot who yeah. is explosive as can be. Great catch radius, a weapon after the catch. Um, doesn't run a lot of routes. Uh, he he is he. I don't know if I'm lower on him than most people, but like I'm still quite high on him. I have him as wide receiver three behind Judy and Lamb. But mm-hmm. I like I in the right system, this guy's gonna be freaky. I I think he's well rounded, but I, I don't think he's special. You can't teach that kind of explosiveness. He climbs a lot. Like to me, he's this. Like he looks a ton like Sammy Watkins did at Clemson. I, I know he. I know he does. Again, I wasn't a big Sammy Watkins he, fan, so he plays more like Michael Thomas. Is what I found. Like I, mm-hmm. they line him up. The way they use him is nuts. By the way, oh, they, they waste so many snaps with him doing bullshit. Like in and the he, in the H back. <laughs> yeah, let's put him at H back and have him be our lead blocker. For ten he, snaps I mean, he's a, in a row, yeah, he's a good blocker. But yeah, when you when you when you have the Colorado offense, I don't just know why the they're not. Get the ball in his hands every play. It doesn't matter how. Yeah, just stop. Don't bother. Oh God, yeah, that was annoying. But yeah, his his size in the slot. If he can expand his road tree this year, it's going to be massive for him. Mm-hmm. But I have a hard time seeing him not be a first round pick. I get it. I have an early third round grade on I have him right an early now. Second round grade on him, which is a okay. high grade for me. Like he is. Yep. Uh, just put that into perspective. He is the 14th player on my board. Okay. All right. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, going back to the route running. I think you're right. He doesn't run a they, lot, but what he does is they pretty don't. Solid. They don't like, ask I, I, him to run a lot. Is no. And it's a new no, no, new no. coaching staff, so we'll see. Yeah, I do like him, and I think he's interesting. It's kind of scary how much he looks like Sammy Watkins. Like both in terms of his playing style, the dreads, the number. It's no. it's weird. You know. It's like it's like I didn't want to say he's Sammy Watkins, but it's it's hard not to. I I do th- he reminds me of Michael Thomas though, so I'll stick with that because that's a better comp. Uh, okay, wide receiver two, Aaron Fuller. Yeah, the I Washington agree. receiver who can is somewhat slept on, depending on who you ask. I think the draft Twitter community and like the really plugged in community is rightfully high on Aaron Fuller, but I, I've seen some other stuff from other people where it's like he's a nobody is how they treat him. He's mm-hmm. very good. He is good. He, he um, is definitively the second receiver in this conference. 5'11", 183. 
good route runner, strong ball adjustments because, like, for a smaller guy, really great yeah. body control and catch radius and plays yes. really strong through traffic. Yeah, I agree. Uh, off the line, like, the re- I think the release is good. He's fast yep. off the line there. I think – also, Rep. also this yeah. was all with Jake Browning last year. This is the dude who could make a ton of money because of Jacob Easton at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think he could be a very strong NFL slot receiver. I agree with you. Um, I have a fourth, fifth. I have, round I, I have a fourth right on him. Which again, high yeah, and I, right now. Mm-hmm, it is, and I agree with you. Just a really solid slot receiver. And like the running back class, this wide receiver class is insane. Where yeah. like Fuller could be the twelfth receiver off the board and be an awesome pro. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of guys are just gonna slip through the cracks or whatnot, and like last year almost, right? Yeah, I think it's like last year. But strong, much stronger at the top. At the top, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, for well, sure. Like the wide receiver class this year, although the running back class looks like it could be legendary, I think the receiver class is going to be even better than this running back class. Who's your next receiver? So this is a guy I tried pounding the table for when he played in a different conference last year, and then he mm-hmm. immediately spat on me for doing it, uh, and then transferred to my my Oregon Ducks. Uh, that's former Penn State receiver Juwan Johnson. I I like Juwan Johnson as well. He's my also my third receiver in the conference. He is his twenty eighteen was a mess. His twenty seventeen though, you saw the traits and the tools that are very interesting. Yeah, no, it's all projection, I guess. Like twenty eighteen was a drop show, but he also had one of the greatest catches of the season. I yeah, it's like just concentration drops and but like yeah exactly the hands are I don't he's, know then the wildcat is also massive out, you know he's 6'3 230 um, yeah I think he's got a really impressive release game for a bigger guy he oh for sure he's the feet are quick and I he, agree release moves look, like, he's that's, very nuanced for a bigger guy I agree and that's why it's not like that's what like helped him up my rankings a bit yes because it's not just like some big guy who has exactly. height and yeah, drop he's also yeah, makes highly real catch very strong after the catch I, yeah. I've got some separation questions. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Which is normal with a guy that, of this size. Two thirty. Um, I'd like the 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 release game strong, but the route running needs some improvement. Uh, uh, you know, but again, for a for bigger guy, it's good, not bad. Though. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. It's just gonna be really interesting. I hope him and Herbert find chemistry at Oregon because I think he has more talent than Dylan Mitchell has. And I, I was higher on Dylan Mitchell than you, but... You know what's funny, though? Watching all the Herbert tape uh, this week, I, I end up liking Dylan Mitchell I've more than I thought I did. I've seen multiple people tweeting that, so you're not alone there. <laughs> Which is funny, because I, I, I felt like I watched a lot of Mitchell, but I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I was wrong. Anyways. Um, I think Dylan Mitchell could be a really good third receiver in Minnesota. Uh, yeah, congrats. But Minnesota. yeah, it's going to be really fun seeing how Juwan Johnson and Justin Herbert put it together. Um, I also kind of like Michael Pittman, another big body guy at USC. I- I like Michael Pittman too. He's, I don't think you're you're not getting much in terms of route runner, but the no. size, the catch radius, playing through traffic for six four two twenty five guy, he he's solid. Late late day I, three like, guy. I, I have him in the fifth, and I have uh, John, Juwan Johnson in the fourth fifth. I have them all kind of bunched yeah, together. I have them, but Pittman, I have Juwan Johnson in the sixth, and Pittman mm-hmm. late seventh. You know what I. I'm always I'm a sucker for the bigger body receivers, uh, and for me, his hands just seem very natural and strong. Like he's always making catches away from his body, and you know some of the bigger guys are just like using his their side. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, no, the big so thing like, with him is going to be the athleticism in the round. Yeah, because he's he, for for sure. I mean, with the ball in his hand, he's not bad for a bigger guy yeah. too. I think the long speed is solid. The short burst type is also not get them bloodlines. Exactly. I think wait for Mike Allstock. I think Jr. John Lynch has to draft him out of respect to his yeah. father. Uh, <laughs> and then Tyler Vaughn's Theo Howard. I didn't have draftables on either of them. Uh, no, me neither. Um, Theo Howard's tape was kind of weird. Like that one uh, big ball adjustment touchdown. Who was it's that? A against? Classic UCLA receiver trick. Don't fall for it. I'm not falling for it. I have a UDFA. I didn't fall Good. for it. But I mean, and they use him so weird. That's why I wanted the to. The Ravens talk about are going to fall for it. Yeah, probably. Dude, dude what, what's up with them? Like, they bring him in motion, lining up, like, behind Chip Kelly the football. And, like, use him as a lead blocker. It's very hey, strange. Hey, stop using your wide receiver ones as lead blockers. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Uh, okay, Anyways. let's just move over to the tight end position, which I think is very interesting in the Pac-12. Yeah, I've been a sucker for all these tight ends all these weeks, to be honest. Let's well, keep, the, all the group of five seem to have, like, one guy. Yeah, I know. This uh, this conference is interesting. Some very different types of tight ends. Uh, mm-hmm. Who is at the top of your tight end rankings? Uh, Hunter Bryant. Okay, I have Kobe Parkinson ahead of him. You know what? They're close for me, though. I think I just need to see more from Hunter Bryant. I, I agree with you. he's got a massive ceiling. He does. I mean, like, if you want to talk about Hunter Bryant yeah, first... I slapped a fourth on him. He is, Again, that's... He is yeah. 6'2", 241, just for context. He's a very yeah. odd-bodied tight end. Mm-hmm. But the athleticism there for, like, a guy that, you know, for the odd body, you got to hope they're a good when, athlete. When you see him, you're hoping this is Jordan Reed. I think. Yeah, That, exactly. that was my takeaway. I mean, again, yeah. Uh, he's never really used in line to block. It's a lot of slot. Um, concentration drops, yeah, too. What, but then That's the, what kind of... Scared me off. Let's see. Let's see him catching balls from someone that knows how to throw. That's the other thing. He also has been injured throughout his first two years at Washington. So seeing a full healthy year with a Jacob Easton at quarterback, I'm really excited for him and Aaron Fuller. And they have a couple other pass catchers caught our eye during the season last year. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, And like again, going back to Brian. Sorry, uh, the concentration drops, but then he'll make the big time contested catches. He's got great ball adjustment skills and just the overall athleticism to separate. Um, yeah. Just make plays other tight ends can't make because of that athleticism. Like the blocking's gonna scare you because he's not the strongest guy. You have to know what type uh, of tight end you're taking when you draft him. Like don't put, don't draft him and expect him to be able to play in line. Play guys where they're at their best. Yeah, I agree. And like in in the slot, I think he's a pretty nasty and willing blocker. So I don't, I don't. I, uh, yeah. Um, and then, with did you have draftable on Kobe Parkinson? Yeah, yeah, he's my next. He's he's, a, he's got a fifth round yeah. grade for me. Six six two forty. It's massive frame. Yeah. yeah, and I think the catch radius and just his body control are my favorite things about him. Yeah, and I mean, like uh, he moves well for that size. He's also not the full time tight end one last year, and he will be this year. Yeah, that see. Okay, let's talk about that because he was lining up in the slot a yes. lot, and again, Caden Smith, uh, NFL caliber yes. tight end so right um so i want to see him in line uh and block yeah that that was kind of my thing with him for a massive guy he wasn't blocking a whole ton but then yeah then you I, like that's the, the issues the question's going to be was he in the slot because of 
Caden Smith and they just want to get him on the field. Which I'm hoping. Or was he in the slot because he can't yeah. block? And, like, he is an incredible playmaker downfield in contested catch scenarios. He's a red mm-hmm. zone monster. Him and KJ Costello, I think especially with both Caden Smith and Arcega Whiteside gone, yeah. him and Costello are going to be the key to this passing offense, especially in the red zone. So I, I want to see a big boom for him in terms of production. I think... Who was the other receiver, too? He was a Jag, but what was his name? Uh, number nine. Irwin. Er, oh, Trey yeah, Trey Irwin. 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 Number St. Brown's number yeah, two. Nine, oh, yeah, sorry. So the, it's, it's just St. Brown and Parkinson. Yeah, or so. even Irwin's gone. St. Brown flashed a little yeah. bit last year. Mm-hmm. But, he did. Uh, yeah, with Par- Parkinson, we've got the Tyler Eifert type tight end. I got a lot of comps from the Pac-12. I've just been watching <laughs> these guys for so long. Uh, and then uh, coming in third tight end, Jacob Breland from Oregon. My boy. Just not a great athlete. I don't know. He's just an okay safety net for them. Big body, uh, good ca- um, catch radius, but, yeah, not a great athlete. Doesn't run a lot of reds. Uh, he might not even be the starting tight end this year. Uh, the Herbert? The little Herbert? No, no, no. Um, I know. What's his name? Mc- I forget. McCormick, but... I believe. I want to see little Herbert get on the field. It's funny. Uh, I just read this article at The Athletic, and it was about Justin Herbert and Troy Dye, like, hoping to finally put it together as seniors because they've – they like have been to the Pac-12 media day so many times because they're always the two guys sent, and now they yeah. both have brothers on the team. Oh, I didn't know Troy's brother was on the team. Yeah. Little guy. Never watched Oregon last year. He almost ran for Wait. he ran for like nine hundred. Oh yards. shit! Right, I didn't. I just never put it together. So I'm stupid. That's tough. You know what else is tough? Football not quite being back, <laughs> but it's hard to believe that it's almost back. The NFL preseason kicks off the Hall of Fame game on August 1st. That's very soon. And we'll have regular season NFL and college football soon enough. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sports book known to man. That's right. I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity. If you want to get in on the action with a trusted company that's been in business for years, my bookie is the place for you. With an easy, no-hassle mobile site, 24/7 customer service and bets on every sports and sports prop imaginable. Sport and prop imaginable. Wow, my bookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. Maybe you think Drew Brees and the Saints get their revenge for their terrible blown call in last year's NFC Championship game, or maybe you think Tom Brady and the Patriots with an unbelievable win an unbelievable seventh Super Bowl. Why not make money when your prediction comes true? And if you deposit today, my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. You put in $100, they give you 50 You put in 1000 they'll give you 500 It's that easy. Football weekends are the best, but even more they're even more thrilling when every touchdown can win you trillions of dollars. So go to mybookie.ag and sign up today with promo code HEAVEN. At mybookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Mybookie, that's promo code HEAVEN. They can win trillions of dollars? I, said it. I don't know if they said it, but I sure said it. I don't know. If you bet enough, you could, couldn't you? <laughs> you I mean, if you could. If you bet in the billions, you can win trillions, yeah. I'm sure. Okay. That's mad. Offensive line. Offensive tackles. Got some got some interesting offensive tackles here. Some big names, right? Very much so. But do uh, they have big games? Let's find out. Who is your number one tackle in the Pac-12? Uh, Throckmorton. Throckmorton is a guard in my mind, so... Here we are. Yeah, I don't. Also, uh, also, I think you're a little too yeah. low on Trey Adams. Like I'm low on Trey Adams, but 
Like Trey Adams is still like a third round guy. Hold on, if he's healthy. I maybe. I, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't. Six eight three zero six. People mover in the run game. Violent hands. Great anchor. Finishes on top. That sounded weird. Uh, <laughs> obvious questions in pass protection come with his feet. His yeah. bandy plays too high for sure. Sorry, I just feel like I've been watching him for so long. I've got a lot to say. No. Overall, I, mean, I thought this I was have, a good question. But I think he, I think I he's an NFL right tackle. I do too. I don't hate Trey like, Adams. I, I have a Rob Havenstein, Trent Brown comps written down. A, yeah, that's good. I mean, um, what was I going to say? I, I think I have Trey Adams over – I had uh, McGarry, so higher than I had McGarry. I, 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 th- that, that's only a hot take with weird NFL people. Yeah. Um, no, I, I did like him. Like again, like I, I agree. You know, uh, got some nasty finishes plays. Moves pretty well for the three twenty seven six eight size. And again, I agree with some of the like lungy off balance. Some of those. He's stuff. just gonna be really um, interesting because the injury history is dense. Yeah. I know. I mean, uh, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. But uh, it is gonna be interesting. That Washington offense has so many prospects this year. Yeah, who's uh, so Adams? Your he number is my one? number one. He is yes. Who do you who do you have number two? So I have Walker Little number two from Stanford, but he's disappointing. He is very disappointing. Yeah. Like ju- just because yeah. if you read all these preseason mocks, Walker Little's going like I don't know fifth, somewhere between the, the fifth pick and fifteenth pick at least. You, you know what it is though. At this point, it's people that are just doing mocks based off names and haven't yeah, watched yeah. tapes. No, I'm not sh- ma- taking shots at anyone, but I'm just five saying. star went to Stanford, started at left tackle it, it, for Stanford. Exactly, it's not surprising that he's there. Um, like, what round grade do you have on him? Fourth. Sorry to. Okay, I, I think I'm like in the fifth. Like, I, disappointing for sure. He is big. He's I, I I like him a lot in the run game. Yeah. I just think he's a complete mess in pass protection. He, he is like the feet are not good. Like, he's I, lungy, honestly, like he, lot, technique, super lungy. Technique yeah. is a is a mess. Um, Lots of whiffs, just yeah, a scary amount. And I know he was a true sophomore last year, so there yeah, you should expect a major leap from a guy because he definitely has talent. But mm-hmm. uh, watching him, I came up with more questions than answers. Just based off how much yeah. hype he had. Had I gone into him with not knowing all that hype, I would have been like happy with him. Uh, I know exactly. Um, Austin Jackson was really disappointing too. I know there was hype for him. I I watched him before knowing there was hype for him. So like I yeah. I was just like, hey, okay, seventh round, cool. Yeah, I know, right? It's like, kind of like, like yeah. It, it, they, to me, he's again another guy. A lot of these guys are kind of messy in pass protection. That scared me off. Of exactly. Like, like finding the wrong game. Like, not enough to like be super excited about, but like, just really bad in the pass game. Again, Jackson's super lungy, off balance. His feet are bad. Yeah, and, and then just jumping to you mentioned Throckmorton. I think Throckmorton's gonna be a heck of a guard. I just, yeah, I I don't love his athleticism at, at tackle. Uh, I think he plays a little bit high, but he has really heavy, strong hands, and yep. he's a, a, a classic sob finisher. I think he's the attitude yep. guy on that offensive line at Oregon. It's a really good it's offensive. The, line. I I have a hard time thinking there's a better one in the country. Uh, but you're biased. But I am biased because uh, I grew up in Eugene. Um, <laughs> That's why I think the Michigan offensive line is the best. But with with Throckmorton, I I actually have a comp on him 
It's another former Oregon O-lineman. Uh, Jeff Schwartz, just kidding. Sorry, that was mean. Kyle Long. Where I think okay. he's got he got Had the size moved inside, and he's, yeah. he's if you kick him inside, there's just a lot more upside with that. No, I think that's fair. Um, I can the see Oregon O line is like, stupid good because after Adam, I, I have it going Adams, Little, Throckmorton, Austin Jackson. My fifth guy is Brady Aolo, the Oregon swing tackle. <laughs> who I, I came away thinking like if this guy was on a different at a different school, he'd be a starter for sure. And he, yeah. he he could potentially be a late day three guy. Interesting. I just this is great size. I thought he was very strong in the run game. Really physical dude. Draftable on him? Sorry. Did you give him a draftable? No, but I think he could be there if okay. he was starting. Okay. But like, okay. uh, anyone you else? Didn't, you didn't like him time. at all. You didn't think he was good for a backup offensive lineman? I mean, sure, yeah, for a backup offensive lineman. I mean, he's better than a he, lot of other starting. He's better than a lot of the starting tackles in the Pac-12. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I again after him, I I thought a guy who was a little bit interesting was the Tennessee transfer, Drew Richmond, who's gonna be playing right tackle for USC. It, he looks like again, he might be a guard. He looks, he looks, um, he's physical run blocker. He looks the part. Yeah. Uh, if he, he takes a leap, he's just a guy who I like. He's gonna be in a camp at least. No, I agree. And like again, right tackle or guard, and like another guy who's like okay in the run game, but whiffy in the pass game. And, yeah. And then feels like a theme in the past. No, nobody else really got me. I thought Devery Hamilton was a mess, but really athletic looking. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving the interior offensive line was your number one guy from Oregon. Yeah. Now my question is, which one was it? Who do you I have? have? Shane, I Shane Lemieux. You. I also. Have I think Lemieux. he's the best offensive lineman at Oregon. I think so. Do you have it, Lemieux, Hanson, Throckmorton? I have it. Ooh, that's a good question. Let me just check the big board real quick. Uh, I have it. Oh, God. It's going through the Oregon State, guys. Um, <laughs> Lemieux, Hanson, Throckmorton, yes. Well, uh, throw your round grades on them because I forgot to ask you about Throckmorton. Oh, okay. Uh, I have uh, fifths on Throckmorton, Hanson, and uh, a fourth on Lemieux. Yeah, I'm like in the same. I'm like in the exact same boat. But maybe, maybe I like yeah. I, as I hey go to armchairalmix.com. You can read my group of five all NFL draft team. But as I put together my Pac-12 one, like th- th- all three of them are first team on the up. Like mm-hmm. to me, the th- three of the four best offensive linemen in the conference are probably at Oregon. Draftable I, ones that is. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Lemieux, I I kind of didn't realize how good he was. I mean, really? Like, like I, I, I thought I was going to have my highest grade on Throckmorton or Hanson. I just didn't, mm-hmm. like, I, there wasn't a whole lot of hype about Lemieux coming out last year where there was with Throckmorton and Hanson. Uh, okay, yeah, that's fair. I get it. He I is a Mulder in the run game, an absolute yeah. stud. Uh, I think yep. needs to clean up footwork and pl- uh, play with better leverage and pass protection, but strong anchor yes. uses, he got pretty good length for a guard. Just classic starting left guard, plug and play guy in the NFL for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I really liked him. I I have a hard yeah again hard time thinking there's a better offensive line in the country than Oregon's because then you just jump over the center and Hansen, it's Jake Hansen yeah. who's really good in the run game, really strong yep. hands, uh, a guy who finishes plays. Some athleticism questions, but I like him as a power type center. Good, yes. good. Yeah, because in the I was just sorry, gonna say go good ahead. length though. 
Yeah, he does have good length. I mean, a little... I don't know. I don't love him in pass protection. Knowing who their head coach is makes a lot of sense yeah. as to why these guys are all playing this way. Mario Cristobal, yeah, before he was obviously uh, Alabama's offensive line coach and FIU's head coach. But he's considered one of the, the best offensive line coaches alive, I think, right now. Just or mm-hmm. active, at least. And you can see why. And like They're developing that sophomore now, left tackle. They're just, I think, going to start churning out linemen at Oregon. Which is exciting, yeah. I think. But, but, yeah, to me, it was Lemieux and Hanson were my only interior guys with draftables. Yeah, no one else really stood out Nick, for me. Nick either. Harris was my three, where he, he, I thought, was a tactical mess, but I thought he moved really well for a center. Mm-hmm. He's an undersized um, dude, though. And Gu- well, Gus Lovaco is just a hefty unit. <laughs> there's there's a lot of heft in the pack to all of these. It, it, it's all all those Polynesian guys are just massive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Lavac is like three fifty eight. I think he was listed. At. <laughs> it's like Oregon and and uh, sorry, Oregon State and Utah. It's just a massive. I'm guys. so glad that like three of our five shows are having for me done now. There's always been a guard who's just not not good, but just stupid thick. <laughs> and we both we both just appreciate the girth. <laughs> I would just put them all together and see what happens. Draft them all. Just 350 plus off. Guys, that'd be sick. That's my <laughs> dream. That's where you run the triple option and win the natty. Okay, let's move go. to defense. Um, yeah. Not a whole lot on the defensive line. No. Uh, talking interior guys first. Did you like anybody? I uh, I got one draft. Okay, I have two. I've. Oh really? Okay. Uh, so we'll see where we disagree. Um, sorry, I'm just pulling my rankings up. Uh, I got on. Uh, I can't see his name. Levi. He's sneaky good. On That's how I say it in my head. I've never said it out loud, and I'm not going to start now. No, nor have I. Um, yeah, the Washington defensive is... lineman who was like kind of a part-time starter. Uh, yeah. but now he's entering his junior year, and very interesting. He he really came on late for them. Um. Yes. 6'3", 287, looks like a 5-tech, built like a 5-tech. Kind of explosive for that type of uh, player. Plays a strong leverage. Yes. Quick, uses his hands pretty well. Um, needs to improve, uh, I think, at the point of the attack and ho- holding up against the run. But uh, I-, I thought he was like a sneaky sneaky athletic pass rusher from that spot. See, I, I agree because there was like – it wasn't always there, but the flashes of a really quick get-off – some big time penetration ability and like just pass rush moves and all of that. And I think I like him more in the run than you do. And he, he he's a guy um, who I think I, I made a poll a couple of weeks ago just because I'm tweeting about the Pac 12 all the time. He was a guy I put on it mm-hmm. as a potential dude who's going to jump a lot this year in terms of being a prospect. Okay, you got you got my vote, Rob. Uh, you didn't like Jordan Scott, eh? At Oregon, the nose? Hey. You know how I feel about nose tackles. He's a really good There's nose tackle. He's just eating the a, well, well, against uh, Stanford, I, and, and I, I, I just I thought he was, had impressive quickness for a three hundred and thirty pound man, um, mm. and, and the leverage was really strong. He's a guy who who flashes a ton in game too, um, just as an Oregon fan. Maybe my bias I, was in the way, but I, I thought this. No, looked, maybe I got to do. This looked like a guy. Now, mind you, I only did two games. But this looked like a guy mm-hmm. where I think he could be that high-end nose tackle type that the Pac-12 has produced in the past. It's always the Pac-12, too. And then I... I, I 
going back to uh, Levi, because I can't see your last name, I think he, he can be a big-time uh, guy who, who makes leaps this year. Yeah. Um, and then I thought Lucky Foto at Utah was just that classic Utah no-stackle no where if he if he takes a bit of a leap, like I could see him being drafted. Because, yeah, because those guys are just... Yeah, yeah and, and I was kind of disappointed in Mustafa Johnson. Yeah, uh, it wasn't he, like really, no one else that I drafted. Really, really raw, but um, was there hype on Mustafa yeah. Johnson? Yeah, 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 really. Well, at least in the Pac-12 w- circles, that I know you're not <laughs> as in with them as I am, but yeah, I'm the Midwest. You, you know yeah. that. Um, really, I wasn't. I wasn't very impressed. Yeah, with just the Johnson. undersized. I don't know. It felt like he got yeah, washed he a did. lot of the room. Yeah. Um, okay, edge guys. Bradley and A, your number one. Uh, yeah, but uh, no draft. Oh, really? Me. Okay, I've a. But there, there, he's he interesting. More, the thing with him is he's really skilled with his hands, but just not very athletic. Yeah, I thought strong um, pass rush moves, strong hands, no bend, slow off the yeah. line, um, the motor, but a hard worker, <laughs> classic Utah boy on the D line. Um, I like him as a late guy, though. I like he's borderline draftable for me. Um, I, he's, I don't know. And then Christian Rector to me was the classic USC uh, disappointment on the edge. I give him a really late seventh round grade, but oh, I don't so like you have him above an eight or however. Yeah, but like they're very close, and I'm not a huge fan of Rector. I, I, I think Rector should put on weight and be a five tech. I dude, I think he's an NFL five tech. I agree with you because he also looks heavier than two seventy five. He, he like the best. Like he he's not that good of a pass rusher. He's not that athletic. No, nope. but I thought he played the run pretty well. Yeah, I agree because like he's a pretty strong dude. The leverage is pretty solid. Like again, I agree. No bend for an actual edge. Not the quickest off the line of scrimmage. Doesn't read to replace too well. Like when the read option was coming out, he was kind of useless against it. Uh, I agree with you. Throw in some weight and uh, just be a run stuffing five tech. I think that's his. Heck future. yeah, uh, linebackers. Pretty good group of linebackers at the top, yeah. at least. Then it kind of drops. But um, who's your number one? Uh, my boy Troy. Hard not to be. Troy does good at football. I, lo- I he slipped a bit from my last year's okay. rankings. But not much. I, I think I had I was high on him, really high on him last year. Like I still have a fourth round grade on him. So like still. High yeah. On okay. Um, good athlete. I, instincts yep. are a little. That's where I'm kind of worried. Yeah, I think he he reads the plays well, but maybe the first. You know what I'm saying? The first step's not there. He's all the athletic time. and aggressive. Uh, he moves well yeah. in coverage. Lean and long, like he. Like, like I, I want to be playing um, him at weak side, not. Uh, in yeah. the Middle. Um. I think he got better in coverage. Yeah, I think he did too. Um, again, like I like the athleticism. I'm fourth round grade, like I said. Yeah, it's a, a lot to like with him. And again, I just want to see him put it all together. Yeah, consistency with him too. The the Herbert of the uh, defense. Uh, I like yeah. Evan Weaver from Cal. Even though okay. he's wearing number I, 89. I think, yeah, that's bad. I think we, we figured out that this is the type of linebacker we tend to disagree on because I, I was not a big Evan Weaver fan, but I know he's a good college football player. Uh, love his motor, aggressive in the run game. <laughs> yeah, Kind of like a Blake Martinez type of linebacker. Not going to wow, wow you in coverage or anything, but no. he's going to be a good run defender. 
I like. See, I, I for, don't have like a yeah, massive grade on him or anything, but I like him. Yeah, if you had first round grade, I know. I for me, I thought he like because I you know you, you throw first on the tape and he's making good plays in the run game and I'm like that's his thing. But uh, closer inspection, I thought he got stuck on blocks a little too much. Uh, I didn't love the first step either. No, I have athleticism. Not very athletic. Too. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, solid tackler, lay the lumber too. I uh, I get it. I get what people see. I just UDFA for me. Uh, who's your number two then? Uh, the Colorado legend Nate Landon. He is a heck of a story, and a guy who yes, I think could I'm, be shooting up the board. He so that, he, yeah. he was born in Africa. His Zimbabwe. His dad was a professional rugby player over there. Uh, yep. And then, like, I don't know when he moved to here, but he, like, grew up playing football, rugby uh, as well. And, like, he's relatively new to football, from my understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, entering his yep. true junior year, he he, he is like, – I, I kind of felt the same way with him as I did with Weaver in terms of – I got some athleticism questions, but the tackling – I liked his instincts a little bit too. Um, yes. Aggressive linebacker who – he was on that poll I mentioned earlier with Levi – or a guy who could make mm-hmm. a big leap this year. And another guy that I think could do it. Hold on. Do, his sister's name is Ocean Trail, apparently. Does that, also, does he, that ha- he has... He has his, so his dad was a pro rugby player. His sister, yes. I think, swam for Oregon State. And his brother... Pl- yeah, which is... I mean, I think the only way you can name your kid Ocean Trail is be, if they become a collegiate At swimmer. Oregon State, because you're hitting trail with the At- Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. uh, his brother played tight end for Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, yeah, he's a, so he's athletic a cool family. Guy. He's a cool guy to track because yeah. Pac-12 is the best. Um, I, I like him. I like him. And, okay, so I enjoyed watching Die Weaver Landman. That's the Colorado guy. I don't know if he said his name, Nate Landman. Uh, I really liked how Stanford used Jordan Fox. Jordan Fox is fun. I have a draftable grade. We're just like, fuck it. You're 227. Stick your hand in the dirt. We're going to have you play edge. Oh, next play, you're, you're playing nickel. <laughs> Do whatever we yeah. want. I ha- I, I had a draftable grade on him too. I didn't know a ton going in. I came out like this Me is neither. my favorite player of all time. I know. <laughs> I know. I like. A- Wait, hold on quickly. I know this isn't the time to fa- talk about this, but watching the Eno Benjamin game against uh, ETSA, I fell in love with Josiah Tuiapa. Yeah, he just lights people up, eh? He's all over yeah, the place. I think I don't think he's on a roster right now, but oh, he should be. The Giants cut him. I very, think so. Very so I, I check. Yeah, and when I knew when the, he signed there at UDFA, I'm like, this is not the right place for you, Josiah. Anyways. He's going to be a CFL Hall of Famer. If you guys never watched Josiah Toyafer, just go have fun. Uh, Anyways, yeah, Fo- uh, Fox is surprisingly good with his hands as a pass rusher, too, for a 227-pound linebacker. Yeah, like, I mean, in the NFL, I'm not going to No, but it's just nice that he can do that. He has enough to be an effective situational blitzer pass right? He was playing Will. He was playing Overhang. He's playing Edge. Yeah. Uh, good athlete. I think the yeah, instincts moves. are where I'm worried, but. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Like he moves, like I said, like you said, moves well in space. I mean, he, he he can't really set the edge. He could be the star of the front seven at Stanford this year. Yeah, he could be. I mean, I think he's gonna be good. And like on in the in the uh, in pass coverage too, he broke on a couple balls. He's a very interesting player, just how they use him. Uh, he is. Do you I like, like any him. of these other linebackers. Not particularly. No. Oh yeah. Okay. No, but Colin Schooler looks cool, and if it was forty-five years ago, he might make the league. <laughs> Makes a lot of tackles ten yards downfield. Uh, okay. 
Corners. Now this, I think, is maybe the most talented position in the Pac-12. Yeah. I mean, it feels like it usually is, doesn't it? Nickel slash corner, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Um, is Paulson Adebo from Stanford your corner one? Yeah. He is really, really, really talented. He is. Long, uh, great ball skills, aggressive, comes up in the run. Little. There's not a lot to dislike little, in Adebo's game. A little stiff-hipped. Uh, yeah, some, I guess. Just a bit of questions in zone. I think he's better than man. But, mm-hmm. no, the upside with him, and he was a freshman, retro freshman last year. Like, this is a first-round type of corner when I watch him. Like, I think he gets I, to the first round. I have a mid-late second-round grade on As him right now. do I, I believe. So, yeah, um, that type of guy in the summer. And, again, 6'1", 189. Yeah, you love his size. Um, yeah, the traits are there. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Quickly, um, again, like you said, very good in the run game. Um, like, just good tackler. I think sometimes being a little over-aggressive, like I saw a couple of missteps and leading to bigger yeah. runs. Uh, but again, he's sticking his head in on the run game every single snap, and you love that. Yeah. And um, when he blitzes, he's making plays on the backfield. And backfield, and yeah, I agree with everything. I also good. think maybe he's, the best nickel in the country resides in the Pac-12. Now, I might be higher on him than a lot of people because I haven't seen a ton of hype for him, but Washington's Miles Bryant. I, I like Miles Bryant. He is 5'8", 184. Um, he's playing the awesome nickel role that Washington always has. He is mm-hmm. – I love his instincts. I love his aggressiveness and willingness as a tackler. I do think there are some yep. shortcomings in terms of overall athleticism, uh, footwork, and, and uh, fluidity. But yeah. if you're using him in the right way as this like defensive nickel weapon, I think you're getting a player in Miles Bryant. Uh, I'm. I don't disagree with you. I, like again, uh, good in the run game. His eyes are good in zone and just reading plays. He's better in zone than man for sure. Yeah, but he, he's good enough. Like he can mirror in man and do his yeah. thing. But I agree with you. Um, good tackler, but he can get over aggressive breakdown. Um, sorry, forget to break down and do those type of things. I have a fourth round grade on him. I'm. I'm okay. high on him. So do you go? Do you have it going at Debo than Bryant? I actually have uh, the UCLA. Yeah, I was gonna corner. say where's Darnay Holmes because to me that's the three guys. Like, if you're putting the, together the Pac-12 secondary, Adebo and Holmes at corner and Bryant at nickel. I was surprised of Donnie that, Holmes because I've never heard oh, of him. Oh, really? The the draft Twitter hype has been building for a bit now. Okay. Carter Donick is, like, the guy who started talking about him first a couple months ago. Okay. He, uh, he is really, really good. Um, I, I think he's very fluid, really strong yeah. footwork. Yeah. Like... His back pedal is just pretty. Um, yep. Good athlete, good ball skills. Like, he looks like he's doing a drill every yeah, time he back pedals. Sorry so to true. interrupt you. Uh, good build. I think 5'10, 198, but built, built well. Like, carries good weight. He is. Uh, and yep. a willing in, in the run game. Yeah. Um, t- solid athlete, like you said. I think his eyes are good in zone. <clears throat> like you said, very smooth. And, like, when the ball's in the air, he's really good. He was aggressive. also in that poll I was talking about with Levi and Landman. And he won by a yeah. landslide. Wow. So, yeah, I think Holmes could be a seriously in the first round conversation at some point. I have a late, yeah, I have a late third on him right now, but you, I've, you know, when you pro- pro- try to project, and yeah, he's a true entering true junior year too. Yeah. Uh 
Well, anyone else really stick out for you? I have a couple more guys. I'm just wondering if like you got one guy here that you really like. Uh, really, really like no. So I'll let you. Uh, I think for it. Thomas Graham, the Oregon corner, projects nicely mm-hmm. as a nickel in the NFL. The Oregon feels like they're always turning out nickels. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you go last year. Now, uh, he's playing safety, but mm, yeah, that's true. But at Oregon, I'm he not played happy nickel. About it. Um, he should Gra- play nickel. Graham played yeah. corner last year. He's the corner one at Oregon. Uh, true junior, but I think yeah, moving him inside to nickel, I really like because my my questions with him, um, mm-hmm. come, kind just kind of with size and overall press ability. But if you move him inside to nickel, I think he 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 moves really well and has really strong instincts. Uh, and he, he's yeah. fairly willing tackler. I like him a lot there. Um, who else? Do you, I, like, I like I like Bynum, Bynum but I have, my thing with Bynum is. Uh, I really, I really like his overall technique and ability. I just don't think he's a great athlete. Mm-hmm. And I, he's got good size. And I think he's very strong in man coverage. Um, not great press guy, but the ball skills and, and the footwork, I, I find enticing. But just yeah, overall athleticism is a big question with him for me. No, that uh, that's fair. Uh, draftables on those two guys. Yeah, right? oh yeah, oh yeah. Or no. So I have draft okay. on them and th- three more guys. Okay, keep going. Uh, Chase Lucas will be up next from Arizona State. Um, who really wiry, t- tall, wiry guy. Who yeah, not a great uh, tackler, but he's aggressive and comes up. I like his f- fluidity and ball skills a lot. Man coverage guy. I think there's a little bit of something there with him. Uh, mm-hmm. I was kind of under-impressed with Jalen Johnson, who I thought I, I, I've seen a fair amount of hype on. Oh, yeah. I remember, yeah. Um, he's, he's not he's, bad. No, he's not bad, and I have a draftable. I just thought, like, I, I was looking for a little more. Uh, tall, yeah. lean guy, uh, ball skills, mm-hmm. fluid, though. Only a true junior. Only a true junior, yeah. yeah. Um, footwork questions was a little messy there. I think he lacks instincts, not great in zone. Uh, Elijah Molden's kind of the wild card of it all, a guy who... Didn't play a whole lot, um, yeah. But kind of played the nickel spot opposite Miles Bryant because they're always in five DB sets, and yeah. a true junior who I think was a big recruit. So he's just kind of a guy to watch. You no, know, he he's been hyped because I I know watching stuff because of Seahawks stuff. <laughs> he's been hyped for yeah, a while. He's a guy who I could see taking a massive step as a true junior if he's playing a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's Washington. They just churn out. Especially those if they're moving him to outside corner. And they, yeah, they they're uh, who's their head coach? Or sorry, their DB coach Jimmy Lake. He's one of the best in the country. Mm-hmm. A guy who should get a head coach job soon. Well, I thought Juice Whitaker is an interesting, uh, uh, interesting nickel type. The Arizona corner. Yeah. Overall, um, I, I thought this corner group was magnificent. It's it's like, a good group. Even I mean, guys that I had lower, I I like things a bit. Because, like, I didn't know how good... I remember liking Adebo watching live Stanford games last year, but I didn't know how good yeah. he was. And then Holmes, I didn't know anything about. Yeah, Holmes, so. Holmes is, like, kind of, like, the biggest damn, like, happy surprise. Yeah. Um, I don't um, think the safety group is nearly as great as this corner group. The the Cal... Uh, Davis is Davis fun, is though. fun. Davis is the guy at the top for me. He is... Yeah, me the too. The Ashton Davis, who is a freak athlete... Uh, just a missile. He he was on Bruce Feldman's freaks list. Yeah, oh, was yeah. he okay? Uh, really explosive, and yeah, like you said, missile. Go on my Twitter. Um, I, I I had 
that one shot he takes on the BYU running back in the open field is just awesome. And there's a couple of those yeah. too. It's yeah, not just the that, one. That was the big one. Um, but but yeah, yeah, I like him a lot in zone. Uh, I think he needs to improve his ball skills, instincts, kind of messy technique wise. But I think there's mm-hmm. definitely something there with him. Yeah, no, I agree with uh, you. I also thought the Utah fake safety ja- javelin Gidry. I think that you said he's a nickel, but they call him a safety. So in my article, he will be called a safety because I have draftables on other people. So uh, I think he's an interesting nickel to pay attention to uh, this year. Just Utah's secondary is always kind of yeah, interesting. The, and then obviously, like Gidry's a really aggressive um, run defending little nickel, but they also have Blackman mm-hmm. who's making the shift from corner to safety, which I kind of like because yeah. my thing with him was some athleticism. Uh, in overall, just footwork questions. I kind of like the idea of him being more of a single high rangey zone guy. So you got to replace Blair. Yeah, and then I, I don't know. I, I didn't love Jalen Hawkins, the other Cal safety. No. no. All right, show's almost over because uh, I gotta go watch Big Twelve tape. Um, and I gotta I gotta find my running back notes. I don't know where they are. <laughs> best offensive prospect in the Big Twelve or in the Big Wow Freudian slip. Best offensive prospect in the Pac-12. Justin Herbert. Uh, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, we're going to gush about him. He's going to be the first overall pick, probably. We, we Honestly, we didn't gush as much as it's we could. Cause I think we've done we've it so We've done it times. so much, and I know we're going to be doing it a lot more. Uh, I, I tried to... I mean, we still did a fair amount, but I, I really wanted to talk the DBs and the linemen. Mm-hmm. I think we did a good job of that. So, good job by us. Thank you. Uh, best defensive prospect. Uh, Adibo's as is mine. Prospect. I, I think those those guys like you just a plus pedigree when you watch them. They just look like first round talents. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think like Holmes, Holmes has got the pieces. Oh, you're talking about Herbert. What? I don't know why you're talking. I was talking about them both. Holmes or Adibo? Wait, what? I was talking about Adibo, and then you said I didn't say anything. You said, "Oh, you're talking about Herbert." Uh, I know. No, I confused myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Adibo for sure, and I think Holmes is close. If you want, to yeah, I, 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 and I think Chanel is just after Herbert in terms of offense prospect, but I'm higher on him than you. Yeah, I, I want to sit down and do, and I want to see him this year. Honestly, Chanel, I want to watch Colorado games, which uh, I've said only when uh, Seth was throwing the rock okay. there. Um, okay, conference champ. How do you see the Pac-12 ending? Interesting year in the Pac-12. Pac-12 right? North is so much better. It is. Uh, I have the Ducks of Oregon, Mighty Oregon, beating the Utes of Utah. I have Oregon uh, winning the Pac-12 as well. But I have them. It's going to be a battle with Washington. I ha- Sorry to I, I think, for, oh, de- definitely battle with Washington. I think those are the two best teams in the conference. Yeah, I don't think that's a hot take by any means. I think Stanford's probably it's the third not. best. Probably. My, Washington State's always going to be good because Mike Leach my king. But I, I have Oregon yeah. over USC. And with with that USC, is, I think JT Daniels is going to take a big leap. I think a lot of the yeah. the not draft eligible guys at USC are going to be carrying that squad. You, you know what's interesting? Just watching a lot of USC tape this week. Obviously, not focusing on JT Daniels, but uh, he looks. He pretty does good. look pretty good. <laughs> that that is why. And as I was debating USC Utah for a little bit there, and I think U- mm-hmm. Utah's a better like they're going to. They're, They're safer. definitely safer, but USC's got that. Yeah. Bit. And I don't trust Clay Helton, but uh, Graham Harrell's calling the play, so I love that. 
Yeah, Daniels was making some big yeah, time throws. Daniels, we'll good. save that for next yeah, year. Yeah, next year. City of the week, I wrote down Eugene, Oregon, slash Seattle, Washington, slash Pullman, Washington. It's a lot of good cities. It's the best cities. Guess what? I picked a, I picked an even better one. As long one as it's not in California, you've made the right choice. Corvallis, baby, because no, I feel like it is, it's often forgotten, and we never forget you, Corvallis. Because I'm an Oregon fan, born and raised. Fuck the Beavers. We're going to win the Civil War. <laughs> There's a lot of good cities in the Pac-12. There is. It's the best. I mean, the Pacific Northwest is the best. Seattle is one of my favorite cities in the All world. All right. So. Well, thanks for listening. Go to Pro Football Network and read about the AFC South because I read about it. Or go to armchairallamericans.com and listen to our podcast or read my draft articles. Fairly well. Go Pac-12. Go Pac-12.